Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life, but I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 48, False Sense of Security. Good morning. May not be morning when you listen. Could be in the afternoon, late night, whatever. It's morning here. Um, I hope everybody is doing good. Um, I hate to even use the term that we are now about to embark upon normalcy again. I think there are things happening that look familiar to us, but normal is definitely not quite where we are. Um, But my prayer is that you are staying safe and that you are just taking it slow. And I'll leave it at that. So um, I love that there is inspiration everywhere. There's always something that is happening that just really causes me to pause and just kind of think about where I am in life, in my thoughts, with God, with people, all of that. So yesterday, I had the privilege, and we'll call it the privilege, to finally get out of the house to do um, some shopping. Well, let me take that back. It was to return something that prompted the trip because had I not, I ordered something online and had I not had to return it, I probably wouldn't have left the house because I have been that person that has been super quarantined. Like if I can get it brought to me, I'm not necessarily going to get it or pick it up, no contact, whatever. I I did my part, let me tell you. So I went to Costco on yesterday and I needed to return something. And it's so funny. Like I didn't realize like how much preparation needed to go into just getting in the car. So I, let me take that back. I went to the doctor Friday. So that was like literally the first time that I was out in public with people. But funny thing is, I probably had less anxiety about going to the doctor than I did going to Costco because, you know, you're at the doctor. I mean, they should be the safest people. Again, you you think, right? So, well, got ready to go to Costco and I literally like (laughs) had this whole, you know, right kind of mask. What's going to be the best thing? And, And for those of you, this is a little funny. For those of you who wear glasses, You understand the mask drama because you can't, first of all, you can't breathe already. Then your glasses fog up. Then it was a whole situation. Well, then I took my glasses off, put my contacts in because I'm like, at least I can manage that. But as I'm driving over there, I started thinking about what this was going to be like and how it was all gonna play out. I was just gonna go in and out. I knew I needed some other stuff, but if my nerves got the best of me, I was going to do what I came to do and leave. I made sure the time of day 
that I got there was considered to be the least crowded. So all of this preparation, right, um, to go in and shop. Well, it's funny because that was the beginning of my of my false sense of security. So when I think about all the things that I was trying to control in that in that situation, I began to create a false sense of security. And what I mean by that is, is that not one time did I pray. I'm just going to be real honest. I did online service. I was in that moment, but I did not say, Lord, protect me as I leave this house. You know, let your angels go before me, all that kind of stuff. No, I just, I began to walk through all the things that I can control to better set myself up. And that's not necessarily a right or wrong approach as much as it is. I just didn't incorporate God specifically. I know that he's always there and that I don't have to audibly say it, but you know, anyway, keep on with the story. So I decided to go ahead and do some shopping and I was like super proud of myself, right? Because this was me overcoming a fear of kind of just being in the masses because Costco, unlike a lot of places that I'm aware of, like everyone in the in the warehouse has to have on mask. So it was a very odd thing to look at, right? So every person, and I don't know, it probably was a couple of hundred people in there at that time, you know, all with mask on. And it's, it's so common in the South, right? To smile at people and, you know, to, to, to speak. And all of that is different because it's slightly muffled and you're not really making a ton of eye contact. You're, you're more focused on keeping space, keeping distance, keeping all those things. And so it was just an experience. And I was probably there for, I don't know, maybe about an an hour or so, and it was good for me um, to just kind of emerge, but it also made me think about a couple of different things. And so, um, <laughs> what 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 happened next? So I get ready to check out. It's a whole process there, which I appreciate. Um, But the thoughts that I had afterwards is that, you know, how many other areas in my life um, have I exhibited a false sense of security? So I've been talking to a friend of mine and I've actually shared this with a few friends as of late since I went to the doctor on Friday. Um, You know, I had not been on a scale since last year. Um, and so getting on the scale and seeing that that weight had crept up, oh my God, began to like panic me. And you kind of already know you don't necessarily need the device to tell you what you already feel, what you already see. And one of the things that began to frustrate me and I, and I, all I can hear is my primary care doctor after I had weight loss surgery, he was like, you know, my only concern is that you not put all the weight back on And that's fair. And of course, you're thinking, oh, no, like I'm going to have all these things taken care of and I'm going to be a new person and and this and this and this. But let's just be honest. The real transformation happens in your mind. And without Christ, that transformation. Yeah. 
And one could argue, you know, there are people out there who are in the world who are whatever. We can get into genetics, whatever. But for me, because this is kind of my approach, is that without Christ, there's really no way to overcome. So in my so in my mind, if I'm honest, the surgery was also a false sense of protection. If I had this something, right, um, it creates all these restrictions. It creates all these things that um that are going to um give me a, a sense of peace and, and and I got it under control and I literally started going through even as of this morning you know what does what does protection against this so think about it when it's almost the the, the concept of when you know the stove is hot you won't touch it but let's be real, real. A lot of times we know the stove is hot and then we are figuring out new ways to get a little bit of that heat in ma- imagining that we won't get burned. So there's a, a, a sometimes in our mind, having an awareness can present a false sense of security. So I'll use relationships because that seems to be an area of concern of mine from time to time. So if I think that I um, know that this person is, you know, this type of person, let me not just say a specific person, but this type of person is not good for me. Um, then I'm going to steer clear away from here, but maybe not taking into account that there are other areas that may need to be explored that may not be good also. And then if you keep going down or you make you make exceptions, kind of like the stove analogy, like, well, I'm not going to like directly lay my hand there, but, you know, <laughs> I'm going to see how close I can get to it. And so I'm pretty sure that as you're listening, you're like, oh, my God, yep. There are so many areas and so many things where I've created this this false sense of security, this false sense that I can do all these things on my own and protect me because either past experience, and I don't want to negate that, but without Christ, it is so hard to overcome some things and really feel free to live and and not worry about the steps you take, right? So if I go back and I think about my Costco trip, not that I would do anything that would not be safe and that would be out of order per the 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 guidance of the store, but all of the 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 thought work that I did to get there would have looked different because I would have surrendered and said, "God, you know, you are my protector." You love me so much that you are going to ensure X, Y, and Z, right? Um, But so many times in our life, we just kind of out here just doing it and just hoping for the best. And the enemy is so strategic. He is strategically watching every move we make, every disappointment, every downfall, every every failure, every challenge, and everything else, right? Every success. How do we feel when when things go our way? Like, do we get way too excited about it? And, and, and are we thanking God for those things that have gone right? He watches everything and he comes in to confuse us with the truth. He will come in and create 
a a false sense of reality or security he will condemn right he will he will give you a, a thought and then after you think that thought then he is now condemning you for thinking the thought that he gave you a mess a strategic mess and so you know i'm often left with man i need a strategy and strategy doesn't equate well if i wake up at seven pray at 7.15 to 7.45, and then read a scripture. No, not that strategy, but truly, truly taking God at his word and living it. That's the strategy. Read God's word, take him at his word, believe his word, and go forth. And you can't really worry about the rest. And so there's a scripture, and and it's interesting because there are a ton of, of scriptures like literally probably more than you can even imagine on you know God being a protector God you know taking care of you he you know always thinking of you like you from from one end of the of the protection spectrum to another so it was difficult to to narrow it down to one but this one spoke to me not just this one but the whole chapter actually so in psalms 20 the first verse it says may the lord answer you when you are in distress may the name of the god of jacob protect you and it goes on to say may he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from zion and so on and so forth so if you get an opportunity i would encourage you read the whole chapter it is just a good reminder and david who's one of my bible bffs um i love the the purity of his heart and such raw emotions i think you know we all can get excited about how honest david is in his writings but let's 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 talk about that that scripture a little bit so may the lord answer you when you are in distress so the word distress you typically hear it and you think of imminent danger, right? So, you know, you're getting ready to get on a plane, Lord, protect me from the plane crashing or all those things that that can create physical harm. But I think that that, not even I think, I believe to be so, that that word distress can cover a multitude of things. So I talked about the anxiety of going into the store. I talked about the 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 weight gain. Um, I talked about relationships. I talked about um, you name it, right? Like my whole podcast has been about things that are up and down and whatever. So when you when you unpack distress, it's almost may the Lord answer you when you are hurting when you have gained weight because think about all those things can create distress right when you are grieving when you are having financial issues when you're having marital issues when you are experiencing um children that have gone astray Everybody's distress could look different, but the beautiful part of that word is that it's not 
specifically specific, but it's specific, ah, specific, all of that. Specifically specific, but not specific. Because God's word covers us all. Every situation, everything that we've encountered, it is covered in that word. So as you are thinking on this scripture and you think about distress, you insert your situation right there. And then once you have inserted your situation in there, you go ahead and you accept what David says, may the name of the God of Jacob protect you. So you either believe it or you don't. Tamia, hand raised, you either believe it or you don't. But it was so comforting to me this morning when I think about all the little things that that I let worry me, right? And they can be from super small to something enormous. You know, it's all about surrendering to him. And it's funny because I was reading a devotional this morning um, in my Bible and it was it was entitled Surrendering Your Marriage. And I'm no longer married, so it didn't really touch me there, but it gave me such peace, such hope about all the things that I am sur- that I can surrender. And it's from, you know, approval addiction, my weight gain concerns, you know, am I going to be safe out in public? You know, fearing the unknown about this unknown situation that we're in. You know, are my family members good? Are they getting everything? Like, whatever it is, it's like God was definitely saying to this morning, look, I am here. I've never left. I've never stopped being the the protector, the provider, the 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 wisdom giver the 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 one who who gives great guidance the one who comforts and loves like i just need you to surrender all those little things that are continuing to pop up in your head i need for you to know that 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 distress because at the end of distress is that word that drives us all mad and it's stress anything that's stressing you out Give it to me. I'll answer it. I'll protect you from it. I'll protect you from you, right? Because that can at times be the biggest, biggest enemy is what's going on in our head, right? And I'm hoping that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're thinking, that you keep God's word before you, just like how I had to. And one of the things that that I like about this journey that we're on is that it's never to say that there is a mastering of it. There is never a, a point in which, you know, we're like, well, we got that sold up. Well, we are the the the, the point is to better be able to navigate, right? Because as long as you're dealing with a a faulty world, you're going to encounter things throughout your whole life. Like that's just a given. But how you respond to them looks different as you continue to surrender, as you continue to believe that God will answer you in your distress. It's like when things come up, you can recognize them easily and you can address them and you can immediately 
hand them over to God. Like I think about a situation that took place last week um, with a conversation that just left me in a place. Like when I say left me in a place and, you know, one of the immediate things is to try and and fix, explain or whatever. But then it's like immediately, like literally same day, I recognized what the enemy was doing and that he know he knows because he watches us, right? He knows the the journey that I'm on. He knows the most recent journey that I'm on to like change some thoughts, to to get some things under the authority of what God says about me and my life. And so he's gonna use things that are going to really drive that wedge because that's what he does. But the 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 beautiful part about continuing to grow in Christ, and I'm sure you you guys see it in your own life, is that instead of dwelling on the the person or dwelling on the situation, you begin to recognize the enemy for who he is and what he's trying to do, and your whole thought process changes. Does that mean that you immediately stop feeling? No, but you're much quicker on your road to recovery because you've now identified who the real culprit is. You're no longer trying to figure out how to handle the situation or the person. You're calling the enemy out by name and exposing him, showing him that I know exactly what you're trying to do and I know what tactics you're using to do it. You know, my mom, I was sharing it with her and she was like, you know, you don't have a spouse currently or kids. And typically those are those pressure points, right? He'll use those those things, right, that are closest to you to kind of get you. Well, he'll continue to, to, to go on down your tribe, go on around what is near and dear to you and use that very, it's not about the person, it's about using the situation to be able to kind of jab that little knife at you because he's watching you. He's seeing you get free. He's seeing you become the person that you've always prayed that you could become. And right at the moment of transition is where he starts putting up roadblocks, right? And that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. But that is a that is a moment of distress. And so every time something swells up in us, every time our backs are against the wall, we feel pressure, we feel tight, we feel anxiety, we feel stress, we feel worry, we feel doubt. I mean, again, you put the thing in there that is stressing you. It is so important to reflect on God's word. And for this moment, this day, it's Psalm 20 and 1, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. So I, I just I just thought about something. I was having a conversation with my friend Jen. Hey Jen, don't know if you get to listen, but this is for you, boo. Um, and we were talking about just the difference in this season and that it's been more about praying and praying in the spirit and just spending time with God, not so much the the routines, right? Because I was telling her that I felt kind of out of sorts because my normal routine is to get up, get dressed while I'm getting dressed. I'm listening to a sermon. I'm, I'm listening to all these different podcasts. Like I'm constantly pumping, you know, the word in that manner or someone, you know, giving, 
you know, what the Lord gave them about a text. And it was just, it was good. It wasn't that it wasn't the right thing, but it was on repeat, right? Or getting into devotions, like just reading and just listening. Well, I was explaining to her, I was like, man, you know, it's, I haven't been doing that, but I don't feel away from God. I said, I've probably talked to him more in these past two months and prayed more and just sat in his presence and let him speak to me more. And one of the things that, that it made me think about also is when we go back to, you know, the title of our podcast is False Sense of Security. It's interesting how you can create that in doing good, right? So as I'm reading every day and I'm sending out messages and all of that, you know, your mind can begin to tell you that these works are what's going to keep you. And you got to be careful because even in the in the most right intentions, the flesh will keep up. The enemy, like I said earlier, will take the truth and distort it. And so you'll get into a place of if I don't read the Bible for 30 minutes every day, I'm going to have a bad day. I used to be that person. Or if I'm not encouraging people and inspiring people, then, you know, I'm not like you'll 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 begin to forget the mission. And the mission is to, you know, bring people to know Christ. You'll forget the mission or you'll abort the mission, as they say, and you'll begin to get on this um, almost like self-preservation where you are now checking off all the things that you're doing every day. And you're like, "Mm, that's good. That's going to keep me. And it doesn't always. Right. It's good. I'm not saying that you shouldn't read your Bible and you shouldn't encourage people, but you have to consistently check your motives and sometimes when when you're hearing 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 like you're not listening and that is such an interesting thing to me and so in the past two months and and I was so grateful that we had this conversation because the same thing was happening to her and she was able to confirm some things within me that I felt good about so God is like, I'm wanting to talk to you in this season. I'm wanting to to get you over some hurdles. I'm wanting you to like be in a different place of, of vulnerability so I can take care of those things that you've been praying about. And that's, oh my God, I can I get so emotional when I think about it, that every season looks different. And I knew at the beginning of this year, and I, I said it to a clerk of mine, I said, I feel like I need God differently. I did a podcast about it and I felt it. I believe he planted that in me. (laughs) So now as I am spending time with him, I have to be able to recognize that it needed to look different, that he needed me in a different place and I needed to be in a different place in order to get what I needed from him. Mind boggling, just mind blowing. So. I hope and pray that you spend some time with that scripture, not just that scripture with that chapter, because I believe that it will just encourage you, will give you some some peace and some and some hope and just restore and renew your faith about the God that we have that's always there to protect. He's been doing it from generation to generation, from years and years and years 
And it's no different now. That word that was written, I don't know how many years ago, is still a very much alive word today. I think the biggest challenge is, are we going to believe it? Are we going to accept it as so and really start giving these things to God that he wants to take care of, that he wants to protect us from and remove us out of it? And I think that once we, because I never leave myself out of this, truly let that saturate deep down, I think we'll begin to see something drastically different. Thanks guys for spending um, about 30 minutes with me. I so hope that you found, if not the whole thing, one thing in it that really touched you and just gave you a different level of thinking for this week. Um, I'm looking forward to the next time that we can chat. I would love to hear from you wherever you're listening, whether it's Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you name it. I would love to hear from you. So please drop a comment. Tell me what you think. Um, I would love to connect and just see how you're doing. But until next time, have a great day on purpose.